Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 18th day of December in the year 2020. This is not the last Friday of the year that honor goes to Christmas Day, but it's the next to last Friday of the year. What a year. It has been good riddance to 2020. The Friday after Christmas is January 1st, and that, of course, is the beginning of 2021, so we're almost at the end of this, the plague year. No Castle Report next week or New Year's week, so I will speak to you again on January 8th, which will be three days after the Georgia elections. That will present a better view for some type of year-in-review report. The Castle family doing well right now, considering the loneliness of being apart from loved ones at Christmas. We pray that next Christmas will be different, but for now, we approach the real meaning of Christmas just as we are. President imposed Joe Biden came out to speak to us in Nixonian fashion after the Electoral College vote the other day, and in that roughly 12-minute talk, he attempted to make it all sound legitimate, like Nixon's I'm not a crook speech. Right now, he is in Georgia campaigning for the two runoff Senate races to be held there on January 5th. If the Democrats win both races, they will control the Senate 5149. So it is something that is very critical to the success of Biden's four years. He is telling the people of Georgia that if they give him the majority, he can give them more of what other people now own. So it's a traditional Democrat appeal. While speaking... He appeared to be a little under the weather, which is understandable this time of year. With the cold weather and the virus, he coughed a lot. Later said he did not have the virus, but just a little cold. I'm glad to hear that because I thought there were no colds and no flu this year, only virus. But now I know that's not the case. He seemed angry about being challenged on the legitimacy of the election. He's spoke to tell us that the election was fair, and he is not a crook. Perhaps he's a little embarrassed about holding the nation's highest office when he knows in his heart it was stolen. No, no, folks, he doesn't care about that. The only thing in this war the Democrats are waging on civilization that matters to them is winning. His speech is 12 to 15 minutes of telling us Everything was on the up and up. He won the office fair and square, he said. Yes, Joe, you stole it fair and square. Apparently, even Democrats know that, so you can stop the nonsense and stop telling us. He references the Texas lawsuit and says that the court examined it and said it was of no merit, but that is untrue as well. The court did not consider the case on the merits of the evidence. Instead, they refused to hear it. That's not the same thing. I suppose it's the old Joseph Goebbels theory that if you tell a big enough lie and tell it often enough, people will believe it. Let me give you a few quotes from Joe. Let's call this his all, let's all come together speech. Quote, today, the members of the Electoral College representing the certified winner cast their vote for president and vice president of the United States in an act just as old as our nation itself. Once again, in America, the rule of law, our Constitution, and the will of the people prevailed, end quote. Joe, you have a knack for saying the opposite of the truth and pretending you actually believe it. You have been a big part of destroying the rule of law in America, the will of the people. Don't make me laugh. 
Thanks to you and your party, the will of the people means nothing. The rule of law is nothing but meaningless words. You have even destroyed the English common law based on the Magna Carta, which goes back to the year 1215. So, Joe, congratulations once again, establishing that there are two sets of laws, one for us and one for your kind. Quote, our democracy pushed, threatened, proved to be resilient, true and strong. The Electoral College votes which occurred today affect the fact that even in the face of a public health crisis, unlike anything we've ever experienced in our lifetime, the people voted. They voted in record numbers. More Americans voted this year than I've ever voted in the history of the United States of America. Over 155 million Americans were determined to have their voices heard and their votes counted. This was the biggest voter turnout in the history of the United States of America. A number so big, this election now ranks as the clearest demonstration of the true will of the American people, one of the most amazing demonstrations of civic duty we've ever seen in this country, end quote. You can't possibly be serious about that, Joe. Not possibly. About 100 million of those votes did not turn out, as you put it, but were mailed in. Many were gathered by bundlers, sent en masse, so don't deceive us with words that more Americans turned out. Yes, more Americans voted. How many non-citizens voted? How many dead people? How many times did they vote? This obvious fraud destroys the will of the people and the right of free people to govern themselves. You are therefore the president imposed, not the president elected. Just as the old monarchs inherited their office, the people have no say in who ruled over them. We have no say in that you have been imposed on us, Joe. However, I want to be sure I have this view of imposition straight for you, so I will summarize it. More people than have ever voted for anyone in history, about 81 million, voted for this corrupt, probably demented man who has suffered two separate aneurysms and who can't read a teleprompter and keep the words coming out correctly, who campaigned primarily from his basement. That is what we are expected to believe. We're expected to believe it because he tells us it's true. Wait a minute, though. I'm probably being a little hard on the president imposed, just a little bit. I forgot he is undoubtedly just a Trojan horse. For Kamala Harris, it's hard to read her and make an educated guess about what kind of president she will be. Most prosecutors that I have known tend to be conservative and protective of the criminal justice system. When she was attorney general of San Francisco and of California, she prosecuted over 1,900 marijuana convictions. Tulsi got her out of the presidential race by pointing out her hypocrisy. She said she was Jamaican, so of course she used it herself. She also argued that the death penalty is constitutional and that she did not support efforts to force the police to wear body cameras. These things angered the extreme left and, as I said, forced her out of the presidential primary race, but while serving as a U.S. senator, on the other hand, her voting record was the furthest left of all the 100 senators. That is an extreme swing. It tells me that she is simply a nihilistic person with no real principles except those that will get her to more power. The best guess is that she will remain true to the extreme left who imposed her upon us. I could be wrong, of course. Biden could survive for several weeks or months, perhaps even an entire term. He seems to be acting as if he intends to hold office. So we will see. I do pray for his health during the next four years. But I will tell you something else about the presidency right now. No matter who holds it, 
more than 100 emergency powers plus more than 13,000 executive orders plus the total irrelevance of the Constitution make the presidency a virtual dictatorship. So, contrary to all the platitudes of Biden regarding, quote, our democracy, we have had a socialist dictatorship imposed upon the United States and its people. A couple of months ago, I said that Jill Biden, I'm sorry, folks, Dr. Jill Biden, the imposed first lady might be the real power behind the throne. She will undoubtedly compete with Harris for control of her husband. But apparently she has some serious self-confidence issues, and that does not favor her And a fight on that level. Her insistence on being referred to as doctor doesn't seem to embarrass her. It seems being seen as a pretentious imposter would embarrass most non-Democrats. The strongest hope we have right now is that Republicans will prevail in the Georgia senatorial elections and will still control the Senate. That way we would experience the deadlock of socialist control of the House and the executive branch with Republican control of the Senate. That would give us at least a partially paralyzed federal government. Rather than one with complete power to ruin the lives of all current Americans living as those who will live in the future, I point out that one of the Democrat candidates for the U.S. Senate from Georgia is a revolutionary communist who hates America, hates Christianity, and hates white people, apparently. There are a lot of people in Georgia who are so self-loathing they will vote for such a man. Having said all that, it seems obvious to me that the leftists in the Democratic Party chose Joe Biden when he had no capability of being nominated on his own. They knew he was sick and on his last legs that much must be obvious with even a slight examination. He fumbled every speech, could not answer even the simplest question without stumbling over his words, his many health problems I have reiterated. So best guess is they want him sickened and unable to continue. So their control over us will then be complete. The things I have mentioned are bad enough, but the Democrat role as prostitute for communist China is perhaps even more concerning, a columnist. Stephen Green said, Biden is a wholly owned subsidiary of the communist Chinese. I wonder what their rate is, these Democrats. I mean, they are prostitutes. I wonder what they charge. I bet it's a lot, but once you're owned, bought, and paid for, you probably have to deliver something in return, don't you? Unless you're a dishonest prostitute, <coughs> dishonest enough not to stay bought when you're bought. It seems, however, that Hunter Biden's laptop was real after all, yes. Yes, for several months, a scandal involving a presidential candidate's son, as well as the presidential candidate himself, was not allowed to escape into the public discourse. The big freeze, as Barney Fife used to call it, the charge, confirmed on the laptop emails that Biden ran a pay-for-play access to the vice president was not considered relevant until now. Why now? Why suddenly is the president's son <clears throat> being investigated for, quote, tax issues. I don't know the answer to that, folks, but I can make a reasonable guess. The obvious guess is that there is plenty of evidence of guilt, but tax issues sounds a lot better than his being a traitorous money launderer. The other possibility is that it is part of a scheme to weaken the president imposed so that Harris can replace him, a communist Chinese agent named Cynthia Jang, has been literally and figuratively in bed with some prominent Democrats, I suppose. The Chinese are well acquainted with the Democrats' weakness at keeping their pants on. The latest to fall for her honey trap is Democrat Congressman Eric Swalwell from California. This Democrat 
was one of the leading proponents of the outrageous lie that President Trump was a Russian agent. That was a charge. Swalwell knew full well it was an absolute lie, but he carried it until the end. Anyway, while he was propagating the lie about President Trump, he was sleeping with a communist Chinese spy. Did I forget to mention that this man serves on the House Intelligence Committee, which has oversight of the CIA, and that he is still there in that position? Problematic, for sure, but then... Nancy Pelosi comes to his defense, I suppose. She can't afford to lose him right now. Winning, winning is all that matters. I kind of expect certain members of Congress and the Senate to be bent, at worst traitors, but it's that look they give you that's really revolting. You know, the one, the look that says, it's all a conspiracy theory. I didn't do anything. How was I to know that beautiful Chinese woman, half my age, was a Chinese agent? I thought she was attracted to me because... I'm so good-looking in my natural charisma, my power. Finally, folks, Joe is no more crook than any other Democrat politician. They all conspired to steal the election. They don't care whether you're happy about that or not. They've taken an ugly world and made it a lot uglier. At least that's the way I see it. Till January 8th, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.